This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 72 of Tales of Tamriel, a Dungeon Crawler Network production. I am your host, Azelos, and with me this afternoon, well, I guess I guess he was rocking the PS4 by himself. Setsua, how are you today, sir? I'm doing quite well, Ben. How are you doing today? Awesome. Thank you for asking. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll explain out a little bit more why, why Setsua is singing one is the loneliest number, but, uh, we'll, we'll get to that a little later. Maybe we'll even have a little karaoke session. <laughs> oh, uh, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Karaoke section right after game news, just so you know. And next up, Avi, how are you today, sir? Yeah, I'm doing really good, and I'm always up for a karaoke session. So. All right. <laughs> At least we got somebody who's interested in it. All right. Ooh. I like it. I like it. All right. Before we roll into game news, I got to say that this episode has been brought to you by awesome fans just like you guys. If you're currently not supporting Dungeon Crawler Network and wish to help us out, please consider donating or becoming a patron of ours on our Patreon page. You can find the links to both of these on the bottom of our website, DungeonCrawlerNetwork.com. If you are unable to support us financially but still wish to support us, please be sure to subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels, leave us a review on iTunes, and tell a friend about us. All of those things help us out so much. You can also send a jealous soul gems in-game because I need them. That's right. All right. Game news time. It was a light week after last week's bombshell of a week. Almost everyone was talking about veteran rank 16 because that that was a thing. Um, This week, people are not talking about too much of anything, but there are a few bits of uh, news out there that are pretty exciting that we're going to talk about. Uh, First one, which is not totally exciting, but it was it, it happened. Uh, the Elder Scrolls Online Tamriel Unlimited version 2.0.13 was released. This was an incremental patch for PCs that fixed a few issues with quest, crafting, and gameplay. They also updated our terms of service, which will be prompted to accept upon login. The size of this patch was 134 megs. Um, there really wasn't a lot to this patch, other than the fact that that terms of service says that we owe them our firstborn children. So <laughs> I don't know if anyone read it. Anyone even read terms of service? No. No. No, no one I'll reads tr- them. I'll, Everyone I'll, clicks I'll accept. 
But, uh, yeah. It, all that reminds me of is, uh, do you guys watch Futurama? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. All that reminds me of is uh, the when the Planet Express is going out of business and they're like, I know, we'll just do a... Uh, um, a girly calendar for to raise money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Leela and, and sh- show up to work topless. That's discrimination. No, it's not. It's in your contract. That is discrimination. <laughs> uh-uh, it's in my contract, too. All female employees must show up to work topless <laughs> if requested. See? <laughs> That's what all it reminds me of. They could put that in there and no one would ever know. Um, yeah. Pretty much the big improvements from this week was an issue with the champion system. There was a um, one of the passives last stand. There was an issue where this passive was not correctly granting ultimate when it did trigger. Um, they also fixed an issue where guild traders were not displaying the hiring guild's name or heraldry immediately after being hired. And uh, I don't even know if you really want to say immediately. This happened for days. Like... I've seen multiple times because I've been searching guild stores and stuff like that where you walk up and the guild stores have no nothing. And you're like, did someone not bid on it this week? And it, that, that was that was a bug. Did either of you notice notice this? Uh, said so I'm kind of curious how the guild stores are, are going on PS4. Um, the guild stores seem to be going by pretty well. Um, haven't really sold as much on there, so... I haven't really gone on but too much on the guild store, but I haven't had any problems with it so far. Okay. Uh, Avi, did you notice uh, that bug at all, or is that just something that goes past your attention? Yeah, I didn't even notice. I, I mostly buy from the same peop- same guilds every time, so I don't go checking them too much, but I'm glad they fix it. Yeah, that's it. that's one of those things where if you're not somebody who bids on guild stores or actively searches, you probably wouldn't notice too much um but yeah that that there were a few other little fixes mostly to quest and stuff but it, it was a very small patch especially since last week's was like two gigs so yeah all right uh next up these are the two bits of news coming up that were actually pretty exciting first up is according to the well playstation.com actually playstation blog uh, June's top sellers, The Elder Scrolls Online Tamriel Unlimited is the number one PS4 game as well as The Elder Scrolls Online Tamriel Unlimited ESO Plus subscription is the number one PS4 add-on being purchased. So, it is doing incredibly well on PS4, beating out games such as Batman Arkham Knight since, you know... That's the only platform that beautiful video game. (laughs) (laughs) That beautiful video game that doesn't work on PC. Oh, and The Witcher Three Wild Hunt. So that is uh, is definitely really really good to see. And uh, Setsuwa, I know you're a PS4 player. Does it feel like there's people running around like lots of people? Oh yeah, there's tons of people, especially in PvP. All the time, the keeps are always under attack, and then when I do PvE, I always see somebody, at least 10 to 20 people near me, no matter what quest I'm on, even in the lower level zones. Oh, wow. That that was very, very similar to what was happening on um, when the PC released, too. When you were going through low-level zones, you just, like, never saw 
or completing delves and stuff like that was incredibly difficult because there would be like nine million people in there. Yeah, that that was. The yeah, thing. everyone's camping the main boss in some of the places. <laughs> yep, yep, yeah. yep. That happens. Um, Avi, what what are your thoughts on on this? You know, I th- I think this is awesome. You know, we got a lot of people streaming this game right now on console. Uh, so you can you can already see how big and how popular it is. You know, I think this is one of the real first fun MMO games that console players have got with a great mixture of playing it by yourself or playing it in a group with your friends or being part of a guild. So, you know, I think it's a good job and it's well deserved to ESO that they're dominating the PS4 sales right now. Hmm. I'm actually trying to look right now where it's at on the list. And, you know, most people aren't getting much views, but if you go, like, and look at the list, there's, like, everybody's streaming it. You know, even if they have, like, zero to three views or whatnot, the list is just so long. It's like, oh, man. Hmm. It's usually it's just a handful. Yeah. It's usually just a handful or two. It, it's fascinating because as of right now, I'm looking at the list, and it is down quite a bit in terms of viewers. It only has 927 active viewers as of right now. Uh, but then again, Witcher 3 Wild Hunt only is 964, so it's only slightly above. Um, but it, it's it's one of those games. I find this game is probably one of the hardest to to actually stream, with the exception of PvP, maybe. Um, and it, it's just it's a questing is probably one of the most boring things in the world to stream or to watch other people do. Uh, so it, it, that is definitely difficult. So I know it dropped down on the list quite a bit after the the console release. It was up there in like the top 10 when the console first came out. But now it's dropped down uh, pretty low. It's, I, I cannot believe Clash of Clans is above that. Who would watch that? And how are there almost 1,500 viewers for this game? I am baffled at what people watch. I'm just well, you, when, you know, when it when it comes to uh, it on the consoles, I think that all the higher named Twitch people went and started streaming it right when it was released. Oh, so yeah. Obviously, That's... we got high up in the numbers and now it's kind of went back down to the everybody's back to just watching the same people that have always sort of been streaming. So it's fell back down to the 300, 500 view viewers right. range, which isn't very high but i guess for the elder scrolls it's it's decent for the type of uncompetitive game that it is because let's face it guys this game isn't it doesn't there are people who are competitive at it but it doesn't really go well for competition i mean yes there's leaderboards but the way the leaderboards are set up in terms of both pvp and pve type leaderboards they they don't implement well it's not like uh it's not like World of Warcraft with theirs where people would sit there and like watch these leaderboards. It's just not competitive. And most if it's not competitive, people normally don't watch it. Um, so that that's probably part of part of the issue at the moment, because even right now I see World of Warcraft is up there at number nine. But I bet 90 percent of the people in there are either doing mythic rating people are watching them do that are arenas that would be that competitive type gameplay yeah eso is mostly about community you know it seems Mm -hmm. like whenever somebody has a higher amount of views they're not they're not really playing they're playing the game of course but you know they're they're 
they're communicating with their viewers and teaching people about the game a lot more than they are just playing the game and having people watch. Yeah. So that's one of the big differences. All right. Uh, final little bit of news for this week is the Elder Scrolls Online Tamriel Unlimited team is going to be at QuakeCon. That's right, guys. QuakeCon 2015 is coming, and they're going to be there. Um, Friday, July 24th, they are having a panel for the Imperial City and beyond. Afterwards, they are doing a community meet and greet, and they'll be doing giveaways and all that sort of stuff. Um, let's talk a little bit about this one real quick, because I know Matt Firor, uh, Rich Lambert, and, uh, I guess I should say their titles, Matt Firor, game director, Rich Lambert, the new creative director, AKA new Paul Sage, Brian Wheeler, lead PVP designer, and Eric Robel, lead combat designer, AKA guy who everyone hates because he announced VR 16. Yes. Poor guy. Poor Eric. Um, they're going to be there for this panel for the Imperial city and beyond. I kind of want to talk a little bit about this. Like I know they're going to obviously talk about Imperial city. That's our next DLC. And I even believe we're supposed to be getting an information drop tomorrow. So if you're listening to the podcast, when it goes live, um, it'll be today that it go. We're supposed to get some sort of big information drop on the Imperial city. Um, so, Besides the Imperial City, or if you if you want to talk about Imperial City a little bit, you can. I want to go around and kind of ask you guys what you're hoping to see during this panel. Uh, Avi, why don't you go ahead and go first? Uh, one word, Rothgar. You know, I, I really want them to talk about Rothgar, talk about Orsinium. I'm really hoping that they announce that it's a replayable solo zone, kind of like Craglorn is, as I've been learning about Craglorn and how everything's replayable, and I'm just falling in love with the whole idea. So I'm really hoping they go into a little more a little more with Rothgar and Arsenium and the the next solo solo content we're getting. Okay. Um you're you're hoping for solo are you you don't like the uh the PvP side of things? No, I I like the PvP side of things. You know, it's just like what I've been talking about before with the whole I I can't I can't get to end game just doing solo questing so the idea of them adding a solo questing zone to where say i can just kind of replay these quests if i want to and gain the experience points for doing them daily uh would make me happy because then i can get the vr 14 and still play by myself if i'd like to okay something along that line all right i know we've been doing a lot of uh crag lately just as a as a guild the dungeon crawler network guild we've been having a lot of fun doing that um uh, this is probably one of the most fun I've had in the game um, for quite a while. So, oh, Me too. I, I, I never play with anybody. And as soon as I went into Craglorn, and, I mean, Craglorn's a whole new story and a whole new discussion topic, but I mean, it's, the, the place is just amazing. And I'm really hoping that uh, Rothgar symbolizes and shows what they did with Craglorn. Hmm. I know we were talking, the, the quest in Craglorn are all very... They're... <laughs> I, I, I like what they did with Craglorn more than almost every other zone. Because um, almost every quest in Craglorn, it has something else to do with it than a simple go kill this, go pick this up kind of deal. Like, there were a lot of different stuff within Craglorn. It's just really awesome. Um, they really step up their game in the terms of the actual quest content. 
And uh, I'm hoping that translates into later zones, which I'm sure it will, because obviously they're only going to be releasing one zone at a time in most cases. So they'll be able to spend longer amounts of time on one zone. So, uh, Setua, what are what are you hoping to see from this panel other than Imperial City? I definitely want to see the Dark Brotherhood have, mm. have a lot more information on mm. it, most definitely. Because of Mage's Guild and the Fighter's Guild, they, they've always been okay. I've never really been too interested in, in them and the Elder Scrolls games, but Dark Brotherhood has always been my um, to-go type faction to go with within Elder Scrolls. Right, right. I was actually surprised, uh, Avi, you didn't mention Dark Brotherhood in yours. As soon as he said it, I kind of snapped my finger a little bit. <laughs> it's like, oh, <laughs> like, oh yeah. yes, yes. They did tease that, didn't they? Very slightly. Yeah. Um, I see. All right. I'm, I'm of a differing opinion where last year's QuakeCon was probably one of the coolest things that I've seen because they really laid out a plan of things that they were actively working on. Uh, you know, even though certain things in particular, I, I know they talked about um, Merkmire, which we've not heard anything about. I'm sure that, that because they have so much assets done, they're probably looking at that as a 2016 release, like one of the first DLCs in 2016, uh, because they did confirm that both DLCs for uh, Imperial City and Rothgar were supposed to be due out this year. Now, we're going to be getting Imperial City and Rothgar, but that you know, as long as they do it by December, you know, thirty first at eleven fifty nine p.m., it's technically they met their promise. Um, so, but they do plan on releasing these two DLCs this year's. So far, that's the plan. Uh, they've already announced um, Merkmire during this thing, and they actually look like they had quite a bit of assets done to it. So, I'm expecting that. But I'm actually not hoping so much for Merkmire. Like, I'd like to hear a little bit more about not Rothgar and Imperial City. I know that's what they're going to be talking. They're going to be talking about Imperial City because that's the next up. Um, And Rothgar, we've already seen things about like if they can show us more than just maybe a flyover type thing that might be kind of neat. Like, what do they plan? What kind of activities are they planning on doing? Like, is this just a solo questing zone? If it is, is there anything special about it? Are we going to get anything new in it? Like, that kind of stuff. And I don't want to hear crown store crap. I want to hear, you know, things we can get in the game itself. I'm tired that this game has already started flying into what I said would probably happen when they started doing this whole buy-to-play type thing where it's mostly crown store stuff, which is which is true. Like, even the bear mounts from Rothgar, are we going to be able to buy them in-game or earn them? No, they're going to be crown store, and we're just going to have to buy them. I, I, I really do not like that. Um, we've not got any new assets into the game that, you know, you can get in the game mounts new mounts or anything like that it's not like they go oh here's a mount that's in game that you can buy with gold or it's a reward from like a it's some sort of thing you have to do in game an achievement oh and no there's going right off to we're just going to make you buy it and that's that that really sucks it makes you think are they ever going to add anything to the stables ever again you oh know? It's like, i honestly it's like the think stables no. the stables are pretty much useless now and they were one of the coolest part about the about the game that you can go to the stables buy yourself a nice horse 
feed your horse and then have to come back and do that and get a new horse if you want a new horse. And now it's it's just they, they kind of ruined that whole thing. And if they don't add new stuff into it, then it's uh, I don't know. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. It's very disappointing. I mean, buy to play is better than free to play. That's true. Like you still have to buy the box. I get that. It's still good. I just wish they would try to do a little bit more for things in game. Like originally there were pets you could get in game. Um, I'm right now. I can only think of one in particular and that's the, uh, the Dwemer spider spider lane yeah, from Razix wheel. wheel. Yeah. Yeah. You could get that in game, but you could get horses and stuff in game. Like you could buy them. When are we going to see them right now? Zoss is just being greedy. You hear me, Zoss, you're greedy. Greedy little bastards. That's what you are. Um, it's true. Cause that's all they're doing is throwing stuff in crown store and that's it. it it's not, not not a good thing. They need to mix it up a little bit. I mean, there should be ways for us to earn things in game as well as the crown store. There should be options, but there's not. They just go, yeah, oh, this is cool. Well, let's make people pay more for it. It's kind of sad when the most exciting thing you get in the week or a month is a new crown store item and it's only <laughs> going to be here for a week, guys, just a week. And it's like, well, we, we, don't, we, don't, we don't care about that crown store item or how long it's going to be here, okay? It's you're, you're talking to us. You're talking to us like we're just interested in riding our horses around and picking up flowers. And then it's like, no, we're, give us some content. Give us some things well, to let's do. Let's not diss the t- picking flowers, okay? Because oh, that is <laughs> I've been pretty doing, fun. I've been, I've been doing that for a long time. Yeah, that that Morrowind. No. <laughs> yeah, that, that's fun. So. No, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you know, I, I know. I I completely agree. This this whole the crown store has been more and more going downhill because it's just a cash grab at this point it's very disappointing so that's why i don't want to hear anything about that but i actually really want to hear about the stuff that you know we really want the further out i want to hear what their game plan is long term um and not the removal of veteran ranks because we all know that's probably never going to happen um i want to hear about Merkmire. I want to hear about housing. I want an update on spellcrafting. Clockwork you know, these... City. Huh? The Clockwork City. The Clockwork too. City. I was trying to, I, that was the other one I wanted to do, and I was trying to pick the name out. Bye for time there. Yeah, Clockwork City. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I want to see that. I want to see what the updated models are going to, if they're going to do any updated models for Vivek and uh, Sotha Sil. Because we all know from from playing uh, Morrowind and whatnot that they had unique-ish models. Uh, I was actually extremely disappointed when I saw Almalexia. Like, there was nothing really that made her stand out other than the glowy effect or whatever she had. It wasn't... I was like... She, she's, but she is still wearing the ex- almost the exact same dress from Morrowind. Almost. <laughs> she's been wearing that for a long time. I, I think know, it's right? just lost its color. No. <laughs> I, I don't know. So. <laughs> the hair, like the hair she had in Morrowind was different. I was kind of expecting her to have a little bit more like a unique model to her going, hey, that she stands out. But she really doesn't stand out from any other Dunmer out there other than the fact that she's got the glowy effect, which I can pretty much get the same glowy effect by casting uh, retreating maneuvers or <laughs> you know what I mean? 
it is disappointing when I saw her, and I was really. They, they go off. They go off and say that it was a ch- that she's a chimer, and it's like, yeah, but you guys really just used the high elves. Yeah, call it, called it a called it a chimer. So uh, the, now, in the one there's one quest in Stonefalls where they go back and you look at the chimer, and and they did like they look like they did a weird saturation hue with them. I don't know if they did something just with the lighting because the whole lighting was different. So it's not even like they added new textures. I think they just added a, a new lighting filter when you enter this phase to make them look kind of yellowish. Kind of like the Malmer. You change their skin and you make their eyes white and all of a sudden they seem like a whole new race. So Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just think that's lazy on their side. I mean, yeah. how hard is it to develop a texture for a model? that You're using the same model. So you, the modeling work is done. It's just a texture. That's a day's work for a decent graphics designer, if that, you know. There, there's a lot of stuff they could do, and I, but I want to see if they do something special for uh, Lord Vivek and uh, Sotha Sil. Because Sotha Sil will be something different. But I guess we'll have to wait and see. But th- those are things that I'm sort of hoping we hear. I really don't want to just hear about Rothgar and Imperial City because that's all we've been hearing about, even though it's we haven't heard much. That's all we've been hearing about. I really want to know if they made any changes to the Imperial or to the spellcrafting. I want to see Merkmire and maybe get a teaser when that's going to come out. Um, a proper Thieves Guild quest line, perhaps? Yeah. They did mention Thieves Guild already before launch. So. If I remember my lore, though, this is the only thing that I, I think I'm, I might be wrong on. Like, I don't know if the Thieves Guild was officially created yet in the year that we're in. I'd have to double check. Were the Thalmor even part of? Didn't they kind of have to add the Thalmor into their lore too, as well, when they released the game? And it was like, well, how's the Thalmor here? Why would the Aldmeri Dominion be in any need of the Thalmor when you learn about what the Thalmor actually are. Mm. But I, there, there's then some they, different. Then they, then they come, they come around and they, but you know, they they're, they nick it to make the stories and make them lore friendly. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. It's it's I. That's why I think why we have right now we have the the outlaw den because I have a feeling like that the like I almost I'd have to look it up just to be sure but the years that the official thieves guild became a guild I don't I don't think it happens for a few more years I could be wrong actually I don't know if I can find a Elder Scrolls timeline also just saying I think uh, the college of winterhold is built around the time ESO right is it portrayed. is so that that would just be amazing <laughs> it, it Seeing actually winterhold is before I... the great collapse I expect that when they release the pale, we'll actually see something along the lines of we might be helping make it. You know what I mean? Which would be yeah, kind like of that would be awesome. awesome. A halfway built one. Right, right. Halfway built, and we go through it. I, yeah. There's just certain things in there. I'm trying to look up this timeline while we're talking at the same time. My goodness, there's a lot. Uh, I'm trying to do the same. I'm doing the same thing too. Uh, <laughs> trying to find the thief skill, thief skill timelines. I'm curious now. Uh, no date to terminal, but sometime early in the second era is when the Dark Brotherhood officially became a thing. That seems about right. Um, uh, I was, yeah. I'm gonna Mage's Guild formed by um, in the year 230. What is the year that the Interregnum takes place? I think it's. What are we? Two. 
Um, I'm trying to remember what year we're like <laughs> 250 or something like that. I can't remember. Uh, the Guild Act is passed in the year three. What, what year ESO is in now? Yeah, yeah. Um, the Fighters Guild and the Mages Guild officially gets passed in the year Second Era 321 of the Second Era with the Potentate. Um, I'm trying to find where the Interregnum is. So maybe that's maybe it's a thing, but I I almost feel like I don't know. Interregnum begins at 4:30. Um is when we're at but I think we're like in 450 or something like that uh 2465 comes chancellor of the end yeah um I'd have to definitely keep looking through this but I feel like the 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 guild act was already a thing so that that does coincide with the guilds we have but I feel like the thieves guild wasn't formed till sometime later and I'm gonna do I'm just gonna do a control F to find uh the infamous nope Worth there. Now, it doesn't even say anything about a Thieves Guild being formed that I can find. Anyway, that is. Are you were you looking down the uh, the Elder Scrolls timeline from all the? Yeah, I was. Oh, okay. I tried to find it, thing. but I I couldn't. Um, not not at least that makes for good radio. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's something we'd have to look at. Not like they couldn't retcon the lore. I mean, it's not like they haven't done it already for ESO. Um. But yeah, I, I really want to see more in the beyond to give us things to, to speculate over because we already know about Rothgar. We already know about the Imperial City and technically we already know about uh, Merkmire because they already talked about that in last year's even though the whole plans may have changed. I'd like to get an update on it because originally Merkmire was supposed to be an adventure zone like Craglorn. Um, but I think the way Craglorn was... Um, was received by the player base. There's a few people who love it. I, for one, love it. I'm an MMO player. MMO players love that kind of stuff. The single-player Elder Scrolls fans, not so much because they don't want to group up to do it. So I, I feel like somewhere during development, Merkmire went from being a Adventure Zone like Craglorn to being a single, like, single, you know, like a normal questing zone. Uh, but I would like a confirmation on that. Um, but yeah, I really want to see the other stuff. And we haven't really only saw just like the the like a 10 second teaser video of Imper or of Clockwork City. So I'd like to see a little bit more of that as well. Give us a little bit more about what that's going to be, what we're going to be doing there, even if it's just preliminary. All right. Anyone else have anything they want to kind of throw in there before we move on to our, our next thing? Hey, I agree. I ho I really hope they focus on the beyond over yeah. the Imperial City and, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, same here. <laughs> yeah, because we already know about that stuff. I mean, we're going to, it's going to be on the PTS here probably pretty soon. That's great. But why would I want to sit and watch a conference on it? Conferences like this are things I want to see so I get teasers for things coming in that they're working on. Please housing. Because then I'm just, I'm done. Housing, housing would be amazing. Yeah, they have blow my mind. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going to move on to our discussion topic. And this is something that I kind of pulled out of nowhere, really. Um, not really nowhere. This week, I've been really looking around both like the Reddit and, and, and some videos on YouTube and things like that about Elder Scrolls Online. And one of the recurring things that I'm really hearing about 
is that the Elder Scrolls Online, while it is an amazing game, on the consoles, it is insanely lonely. For being number one selling on both Xbox and PS4 this past couple weeks, it it's there's an overwhelming sense of it's so lonely here that I don't even know what, you know, I can't find anyone to play with. And it's one of the reasons why I ask uh, Setsuwa to come on because he's our uh, PS4 streamer at Dungeon Crawler Network and he's been playing um, ESO primarily on, on PS4. And I kind of want to get your impressions. How do you, what have your impressions been on trying to find groups to do anything, the dungeon finder tool, anything of that? Can you just give us a little synopsis? Um, I would say bad, <laughs> pretty bad, actually. I can't even work the group finder. And then when it does work, everybody's scattered. Um, no one no one is talking because then everyone has their chat and voice off. So then if you are near somebody, you got to highlight them and then go to view profile and then send them a message to their PSN and maybe they might uh, message you back. So it's been uh, very lonely and very difficult um, to group with anybody for the most part. Um, I don't I don't have a PS4, so can you can you explain to me a little bit about the messaging through PSN just for me? Oh, um, all right. Well, you can message um, people to their profile on their PlayStation Network account. Um, it's not really by game. So you pretty much have to open up a whole new window just to message the person. So it's like pretty much going zoning out of the game um, real quick by play, um, pressing your PlayStation icon on the controller and then messaging them, typing their name in and sending them a message. And time you do all that, they're long gone. Oh, so it's similar to like Steam messaging or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that... That's really not a really good form of communication because I know people message me on Steam if I'm playing Steam and the chances that I'm even going to notice, like, I'll know, oh, I have a message. Oh, they messaged me three hours ago. Oh, because, <laughs> yeah, that's you, happened do, to me. <laughs> you do have to essentially, you know, minimize the game in order to get to the messaging. And that's that's really rough. Um How's how's your PvP experience been? I know you said you've been playing in Cyrodiil. How's grouping in Cyrodiil? Well, that's been um, pretty good for me, at least. You do have to be near the people to um, communicate with them, but they seem to communicate a lot more on there and a lot better, at least for um, the Daggerfall. I don't know much about Aldemary or Ebonheart, but on Daggerfall, we've seem to communicate a lot better and there's not as much screaming on there or people breathing extremely heavy <laughs> <laughs> those Evan Hart guys breathe so loud that's because <laughs> really we're out of breath from killing all those elves <laughs> <laughs> I can believe that <laughs> yep nice okay um, I know this really spurned because someone was saying I was watching a video can't even remember who it was but they were saying how great the game was but it's supposed to be an mmo right why is it so lonely um 
because of how the chat system works and there's and this this is something that I I both like and dislike the chat system and this is why I'll first start off by liking there's a an anime out there called uh, Sword Art Online if you've not seen it it's it's pretty good um, but it's all about actual MMOs and it's kind of like set in the future a little bit so it's all virtual reality kind of stuff so like people put on a headset and kind of they're completely in the world um, so it's it's almost like they're living there, which is always some that just fascinates me, um, especially with how involved I get with my games and how I just want to be part of it. That that whole concept really kind of interests me. Um, so the idea of this proximity chat is similar to that. Like the, in in the show, they had to go to a town to find groups and stuff because that's where people would hang out. That you know, I mean, you could run run across somebody out in the world, but you know. It, it just was more difficult and it was not a hundred percent chance you'd do it. You went to town, you formed your party and you left from there. It seemed kind of more realistic. And I, I like that point of view. The problem is today's gamers nowadays don't want that immersive experience. They just want to go kill stuff, get experience, get loot and go from there. They don't, they're most are not as concerned with living in the world as they are of I'm playing the game. And that's, you know, there's, People might go, oh, you, you sound like a role player at this point. I'm pretty close. I won't sit in an inn and role play like crazy, but I do immerse myself, and I like that idea. But in a purely technical and in, in a modern MMO world, that feature just doesn't work. I uh, One of the things he was talking about was Cyrodiil in particular. We all know Cyrodiil is huge, right? It is a freaking massive zone. But there's no global zone chat in PC. What do we do when we log on? We go looking for group, you know, and then we try to, oh, we joined a group. Oh, all these guys are over at this keep. We'll just go join them. Console players don't have that because unless the people are standing in those first keeps that you zone into, you you can't communicate with anyone. You can actually maybe look at your map and go, oh, someone's attacking Alessia and you port down there. You run there and maybe you find the right group and, and maybe you get a group and go from there. But there's really no way of communicating. Um, that's the same with, with dungeon groups. I imagine they're very similar. Like, uh, I can be questing in a zone and, and, and chatting, going, hey, I'm looking for so-and-so, or, or, you know, pop back and forth to all the different zones and try to find people for, like, gold pledges and stuff like that. But unless people are standing right outside the... the um, the undaunted enclave, there's really not a chance that you can interact with people. It makes for a very limiting type system to do anything group based. Um, so I, I see that as, as an issue as, as most people do. And that really, really adds to the loneliness that players are feeling. They're seeing players run everywhere, but they can't interact due to people maybe turning off their, their, uh, their, voice chat because they don't want to hear you know someone heavy breathing or you know yelling at their kids or having their music loud or watching porn on their other screen you know they don't want to hear that oh, God. yeah <laughs> i've had that a problem quite a bit not the porn part but are, uh, the... are you sure <laughs> yeah i not that i well I, right when i log into the game i automatically turn off all 
of the voice channels. So <laughs> I may, thankfully I may have missed that one. So, uh, but I've heard a lot of music and it's not even good music. It's if someone would blast up some really good music, I may not have a problem with it, but it's always really horrible music. Are you getting Rick rolled? I think so. <laughs> yeah, I heard someone do that once and some, uh, someone was dancing on there. I was like, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, the one thing with the proximity chat, man, the ERP community must be loving this. Can you imagine walking in and hearing that? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Go wash your hands in your controller right now. <laughs> oh my. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a thing. I think that's what I'm going to be calling this ERP with proximity chat. That's going to be the name of this episode. It's going to be great and dirty. Oh. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, my. ERP and proximity chat. It's never even going to make it onto the (laughs) thing. I can imagine people doing that, though. But my goodness, the things you hear with that proximity chat would be kind of crazy. All right. um, So now that we know what the issue is, I mean, I know a lot of people are talking about... um, what you could do to fix it, which most people are like just adding in text chat. Do you guys agree with that? Do you have any other solutions that you can think of to try to stop the loneliness of this game? Well, I, I sort of had a question. I don't know too much about Setsuo. Maybe you can help me out. Does PS4 have like a, a party chat out of game you and your friends can all go into and then enter a game together? Yes, I believe you can um, invite to like maybe five to ten people within the party chat um they do have that so that's one good way to communicate with your friends and but that still um doesn't really help the game as much when you are trying to make new friends so it kind of just alienates you a lot more yeah well i mean i i think the uh i think having a chat option where a typing chat option would be amazing even though i see why they don't want to do it you know i've been on my ps3 before and went please type in your email and password. And I went, oh, this is going to take an hour going through all these buttons. So I can understand that. But, you know, with the way the proximity chat is, it seems like the only way for people to really interact and get involved is is to be a part of a guild or have some friends already on the PlayStation Network that you know and that you know you're going to want to play with. Or people who are part of a uh, out-of-game community, kind of like the dungeon crawlers, where you can go in and you can find people throughout your community so i think that the text chat would help and i think that it would be good i uh, i just don't know my 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 thought of me sitting there trying to type out with my controller looking for a group Wayrest sewers level 36 i'm like oh that'd take a long time for me to just type that out so that's my only thought on it my yeah, the text chat would definitely help but um what what you could do to make it a little bit easier is if you have a iPhone or Android, you could download the PlayStation app and it could turn into a uh, keyboard, a miniature keyboard. All you have to do is download the app oh, and then connect it to your phone. I like that. Yeah, it's it's very helpful. Not a lot of people know about it though, so um, hopefully I'll, I'll get the word out right now that you could definitely do that. And maybe even Zoss might not even know that you could do that. Um, so it makes it a lot easier, definitely. 
One thing that I was thinking of, and this actually would help for PC as well, Final Fantasy XIV did an awesome thing, which was a, uh, a, a party finder, which would allow you to type a short message. You were able to select features, go, you know, like kind of like how our group finder currently works, but it was like a bulletin board. So you could go, okay, I'm looking for, the, you know, this, this is the content I'm trying to do. These are the roles that I need to have. And um, then you could write a short message. I'm thinking if you would add this in there for grouping stuff, it would be pretty simple because, yeah, you it you can get keyboards and stuff for your consoles. I know it's a pain and most people don't want to do it. But if it were just doing a short message, you could. it's not like you'd have to spam it either because the bulletin board would sit up there until you took it down. So you type out your short little message on your controller. Yeah, it might take you a little bit. But then it just you post it and then you wait. And it was an option. People could look at your message going, oh, um, this person's looking for this thing right here. You know, um, my controller kind of went kind crazy there. You know, they're looking for this particular group. Like they're looking for this way rest sewers. They're looking for these groups of people and we'll go from there. Um, and then people could either message you or they could just join your party. If they met that role, they just select the role. Okay, I can join as this and go. I think that'd be an awesome way. That way people could post up groups going, hey, I'm looking for this. And then you're just able to, you know, with a a hit of a couple buttons in your menu, you could look at the current parties trying to form and you could join them from there. Yeah, I like like that idea. Yeah. I think it would be insanely helpful in the PC as well. Just this this party group finder. That way, like if you're looking for people to do uh, helm runs or something like that, you could just post it up there and then you type your little message of what you're looking for. Then you could get a group based on what you're looking for. Same with like, oh, I want to run Vent DSA. Oh, we're never ran this before. We're going to learn it. Are looking for hardcore players, must have done it before, blah, blah, blah. That way you kind of know what kind of group you're getting into at the start as well. And I think you it, can, that you, one, can, you, you can even go as far as going on that board and just simply writing new to the game and looking for active trading guild. And then yeah. some other, some guy can go on and he can look at it and go, oh, look, this guy needs a trading guild. Oh, let's invite him. Invite there, him. There, there you could go. be you an option on guild. there for that as well. You know, like dungeon groups. You know, people look for this open world are, you know, as you say, guild all, people. all the yeah. little all the little yeah. things we use in our zone chat in game pretty much just categorize. So you can, you know, mm-hmm. you, can, you can look through it and you can pick well, what you need. And World of Warcraft has a guild finder, which I think is insanely awesome, where guilds can publish their data where they can go. We're at this guild. This is the faction we're on. We accept all this. This is what we're interested in. And people can search through this essentially guild directory right like you just go through it and go okay well i am aldmar dominion so my guild needs to you know accept aldmar dominion players i am heavy into role play and you know this is my time zone maybe and it would find guilds of similar times and everything like that through that directory and filter it down for you other games have done it it would be awesome to add it in there I was and, hoping they would have a guild finder I'm, on there. That would have been I'm, awesome. I'm, a I'm guild finder would be helpful for both console game. and PS or uh, PC, um, but it would be incredibly helpful, at least right now, for consoles, just so people could find it. And then people could send messages or, like, it would have, like, a name. You go, mail person. You could mail them going, hey, I'm interested in an invite. Um, 
Yeah, that's that's what I'm I thinking. Think, I think that's a great idea. I'm disappointed that it's not in the game already. <laughs> <laughs> Zenimax, Zenimax, you hear this? Get on this. These these are tools right there, like because Dungeon Finder currently doesn't work. Let us post little bulletins going, hey, I'm looking for this. You could just post it and people could join your group. It would work better. You can even put the board in the towns and make your world a little more interactive. You could. You know, make it a like, menu, make it a board, don't yeah, matter how you do just it. Like, just like the crafting grits, you know, you walk up to a board and you... But do you know how much faster it would be to form groups? Yeah. Just because a you're not sitting there joining it, and even on PC this is a problem, because if you're not sitting there spamming in chat um, or in every zone, but this would be something that you could access from any zone and be able to look at it and go, oh, someone's forming a vet DSA, they only need a healer. Well, I can go. Or someone's looking for gold pledge. They need a tank. And you just click join and there you go. You're in their party. There's, there's things you could do. Like you could set minimum levels. If you're like, I only want people who are VR 12 plus or whatever. Because we're going for the highest helm or what. You could do that. And then the join button would be disabled for anybody who doesn't meet the requirements that you set. There's a lot of stuff you could do. And this that system right there would get used so heavily, uh, insanely heavily, because there's already websites out there that are doing that. Uh, ESOTULFG.com is a website that people are using to get around the Dungeon Finder because it, it are spamming in chat. They can post all that information on essentially a bulletin board and people can message them in game, go, hey, I can go. But wouldn't it be so much cooler in game? Yeah. I, Very think, much, I, think this yeah. is, I think this is needed. I think it would be an awesome addition. Definitely. All right, guys. Um, I think that's going to be the end of our discussion topic for this week. We're going to go ahead and move right on into the Tales from Tamriel, where we talk about what we did in-game this week. Uh, Setsua, since you are our guest this, uh, this week, why don't you go ahead and go first and tell us what you've been doing? Well, I have mostly have been um, PvEing for the most part trying to get my character level up and learning the Dragon Knight class. Um, I've been doing a lot of um, PvPing on the weekends, and we have definitely been slaughtering all the Merry Dominion on the PS4 North American side and Blackwater. And we pretty much pushed them so far back where we took all their scrolls and just left them defeated and bruised. (laughs) Very cool. Very cool. Nice. uh, Yeah, other than that, just uh, trying to get a group together for a dungeon, because I would at least like to try one and stream one, but I can never get anybody um, together and just go there. Like, just hand me leader. I'm already here. And then either no communication or they just disband like a couple minutes later. Hmm. Yeah, this is where that uh, that dungeon group would be really helpful, wouldn't it? Yep. <laughs> yeah, very much. Oh, my. Even, so you've not done yeah, any in, group dungeons yet? Um, I think I did one, and I don't even remember the name of it because they just flew right past it so fast that I just joined up and was lucky enough just to get one. So I don't even remember what I did. I just joined in and Do you went remember any of the bosses? Because maybe Avi and I can tell you what the dungeon was. Um, it had well, a you're, lot of You're goblins. a DC faction, right? Yes. Your, your dagger fault? Oh, might have been Spindle. Uh, I, I think it was. 
Yeah. Spindle, was there a gargoyle in it? Giant gargoyle? Oh, yeah. There's a huge, then, almost impossible okay, to kill yeah. gargoyle. <laughs> then was, like, the next boss, like a, like, a ghost wraith that summoned a bunch of ghost spiders and ghost things that you had to kill? Yes. Yep, and then it was very spin. hard to kill. <laughs> that's probably... <laughs> That's actually probably one of the hardest bosses in that entire dungeon. That that oh, second man. one is probably I. Every time I run that dungeon, if people are gonna have issues in that dungeon, it's on that boss. I mean, obviously the first boss, if you have a really bad healer and they can't heal through it, well then you feel that pretty quickly. But yeah, it's it's mostly mostly that one. Okay. Yeah. That's a shame that you haven't got to do too much because the group dungeons in this game are so much fun. They really are. Yeah, they look fun. <laughs> uh, Avi, sir, how about you? All right, so I've done I've done quite a bit in game. Uh, to start off, I've been working on my Argonian Templar since I've kind of set my veteran characters down just for a little while until I hear a little bit more about when a update seven or whatever it's called is going to be coming. Mm -hmm. So I'm working on my Argonian Templar. I got him to 35 and into the Alakir desert. I finally got to uh, heal my first couple of dungeons. I got to heal the uh, Wayrest sewers and spindle low level healing, but it was still fun. My first time ever getting to experience that. And then next my, probably my favorite part of the week, I finally got into Cyrodiil. And when I say I finally got into Cyrodiil, I mean, I actually got into Cyrodiil for a couple hours, so it was very awesome. Uh, I had to turn my graphics all the way off, knock off the grass, pretty much just to make the game the biggest painting I can possibly make it. But uh, it was really fun. You know, I just I ran up to, uh, and just so you guys know, I am a complete PvP noob, so a lot of my wording might be a little wrong. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, I ran up to a resource that I thought saw was getting taken, and there was this huge group, and I ended up just uh, running with that group all the way up to the EP, uh, took some resources, took some keeps, ran inside of their little area, took one of their scrolls, had this this scroll runner, this really fast sorcerer guy, you know, just zipping through the map and we all followed him and they kept on trying to come up and catch back up with us. You know, it was, it's something that I'm sure everybody who plays PvP sees every day. But for me, since it was my first time seeing and one of my first times actually being part of a group that was probably way beyond 20 people. So it was, it was a really, it was really fun just to see it just to see it, feel it, and experience it finally after hearing everybody talk about it for so long. Uh, besides that, I did the the DCN Craglorn event with you guys, which was always a good time. I'm finally getting to play Craglorn and experience all the quests and see how they do so much stuff way more different than the normal zones, just like Ag said earlier. You know, there's certain things... It's not just go get this and come back and tell us and we'll give you a reward for it. There's certain places in the map where you go and it's just a bunch of mobs thrown at you and then a big boss and at the end a chest just appears and it's like, dang, that was hard. And so it's just a, so much more cool little things that I get to do in the game besides just questing. And, you know, that's pretty much been my week. Getting the PvP, getting to play with people, finally doing things that I don't normally do in game nice nice um my weekend game was a little small this week it is busy especially with um 
with work and whatnot like I had. I almost didn't think we were going to make um, Craglorn night because my wife had a doctor's appointment. And on the way home from the doctor's appointment, we had like a torrential downpour. It was like really, really bad. I had to pull off the side of the road. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to make it home in time. But somehow or another, I did. Um, but we did. Uh, we had uh, da, 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 pledges night with Kilted Piper on Tuesday. Um, and I think we what dungeon was it that we ran? Um, I only had time to do the silver pledge before I had to go do baby duty. Uh, so I did Volts of Madness. I love Volts of Madness. I remember talking. I think uh, Arknir was in the thing with me, and I can't remember who else it was. There were a few Kilted, and I believe it was Maiden um, was the group that we were running with. And uh, we were talking about it, and Ark was like, I'm not sure I've ever done this before. And I was like, yeah, you were, because you did it the first time with Ace and I. Because I remember the the one flesh atronach that puts fire on the ground and how many times we wiped on it till we figured we could just sit on the edge and avoid the spinning oh, fire completely. Oh man! Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a lot of fun. So we did that, and then we did Craglorn Night on Thursday. We had a lot of fun with that. We had uh, quite a few people show up again. Um, that seems to be a really big one for us because people really like to do Craglorn. Uh, I know Avi, you were there. That seems to be a that, yeah. that, that's a fun guild event to do. Yeah, it is. Everything is group based, so you need to do groups to do everything. Everything's designed around a group of four people, so we just kind of make one big raid group and run around, do open world stuff, and then when we find a, a place that we have to split up, we split up into groups and and go in and, and complete the content. Um, if I remember, I think we were heading kind of southwest because um, yeah. we went to the sword school, which that's what I remember the most of. And that place was uh, I remember the arena fight in there was actually fairly difficult. Like, oh, because the girl kept dying. Oh, yeah. About that one? Is that the one you're oh, talking no, about? Oh, no, I wasn't talking about oh, that one. Okay. But you, yeah, no, that, you that were doing... one too. That girl kept on dying. <laughs> and then it was like, uh, Kip kept on, was like, I can't heal her. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, that, that was fun. Uh, there was a, a world event. Um, I forget what it was, but it, more or less, you came to this one place and there was a priest or priestess for us. And what she had to do, she was channeling a spell, and the entire time, all these gargoyles and uh, the stone Alakir statues were coming to life and trying to kill her, and we had to defend it. Uh, so we had to... She, yeah, she kept dying, because every time something would kill her, you couldn't heal her. So those those Alakir archers just destroyed us. Just yeah, absolutely that, destroyed a big us. Old, a big old boss would come out right at the end, and we were like, all right, let's try to pull it away. Then he'd just drop a big old AOE right on right on the side of her, and her health is just, like, going yeah, down. It's like, no, stop. him. Like, yeah. I, 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 we, I, well, we didn't even have a tank with us at that point that had a taunt, but I know I had aggro on it, and I would try to pull it away, and he just stood there and then pull us all in, and it's like, oh, crap. Um, yeah, but it took us three or four attempts to actually get it only because she kept dying. And then we kind of figured out we're going to go in like a semicircle pattern. Uh, I think I was the highest. Oh, yeah, that was good. That was a good technique. That was fun. Well, I, I was the only VR 14 there that night. So I took one side to myself and I know I split everyone else up uh, yeah, across I, the I other two Ark, sides. I think. Yeah, 
And and we managed to get that far. I know near the one point, some people were like, let's just get rid of it. I'm like, no, I think we got this. We got this. When that last attempt, we actually made it through and, and finished it. And that was really cool. Um, so, yeah, no, Craglorn, if you haven't had a chance to do it yet, find yourself a group. You need at least three people to do certain quests because they have, like, you have to touch pedestals or something. And you can't do it with less than three, but... Um, it's definitely a lot of fun. I do encourage people to go out there and do that. Um, the last thing I really did this week was I was trying to level my uh, Altmer Sorcerer. She is Ebonheart Pack because she's she's a battle captive. That's what she is. Um, and I got her to 40. So she's level 40 now. Um, I took her out to Cyrodiil, and I wasn't PvPing. I just was like everywhere I'm reading and things of that nature, and we all know this, the best way to level in this game is actually just to grind mobs. So, um, the, what I ended up doing was just, um, was just jumping out, getting my, um, one, one in one of the delves and just running around in a circle. I think it was quick water delve. Cause there's two paths you can pick. So what you can actually do is jump down, go one path, jump around, kill the boss if he spawns in that path, jump down, and there's through a waterfall or a whirlpool, and it sucks you down to the bottom. There's a boss down there you can kill, and then you fight mobs and go up to the top, and then it kind of restarts. Then you take the other path. By the time you clear one path, the other path has respawned, so you just alternate which path you take. And I was just doing that. I think I got one full level out of it and that in roughly about 20 minutes time. So oh, nice. I don't know if that's good or bad. I don't really have a, any analytical data to go against that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's one of the things I was looking at. So um, yeah, that was, that was fun. I'm trying to get her up to VR one for no greater reason than a, she'll start earning champion points and B, I need to start doing um, the the crafting writs, and she's such a high level crafter that she can't get to Belkarth because you can't get into Craglorn until you're VR one. Well, oh, she can't do any it. crafting writs because she's level fifty, and they require you to go to Belkarth, so they don't even offer them to you. So I need to get her to VR one. Actually, that's kind of been my plan. Has been to get all my alts at least the three alts that I have my I have well I have eight technically eight characters but two of them are only level four like they were essentially just created and got out of, of whatever they're to play with um, Thais but I have um, a Breton Nightblade which is my let's play character which I need to get back to doing so I'm not actually going to grind her because she's a character that I, I, I film when I play I just need to go ahead and do it um, so she won't get grinded, but I have a my sorcerer, my Khajiit Dragon Knight, and my Imperial Templar, who are all in that middle range. Like my sorcerer's forty, my Khajiit's twenty-eight, and my Imperial's twenty-seven. I just need to find a place to grind mobs and level them both to VR one, just so that I can do pledges. So, um. Yeah, so that that's what that's been my week. I just need to get and really work on it. So, yep, that's it. 
All right. Let's see where we at now. All right, guys. Let's see. Time to talk about Guild Corner and stuff that we're doing. Uh, Avi, why don't you go ahead and go first? Sure. Uh, the Mortal Entity is a PvE guild for the Daggerfall Covenant. Looking for active members interested in doing some in-game style content or... Uh, just to come and get involved with some of the events that uh, I'm planning with the Wings of Fate Guild. Uh, to join, just message me at AviOptimal, or you can find us at our website at mortalentity.gamerlaunch.com. Nice, nice. And uh, Setsua? Yes, um, I'm in a guild called Elder Scrolls. Off the record, they had just started a console guild for both PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. For the PlayStation 4, we are mostly Daggerfall Covenant, but you could be any faction to join. And also for the PC, um, I'm part of their community. They're called Sola. They're also um, Daggerfall Covenant mainly. And they're mostly uh, PC, though. They're thinking about coming to the console a little bit, but they're mainly PC. All right. Awesome. Uh, and finally, the official Dungeon Crawler Network Community Guild, Wings of Fate, is on the North American Mega Server, uh, PC side, of course. Uh, we do accept all factions, albeit as of right now, the majority of our player base is Ebonheart Pact, and uh, we have a lot of EP stuff um, that we do, because each week we do have events for Ebonheart Pact, and uh, Avi is working on stuff for Daggerfall Covenant, so we will be getting a Daggerfall Covenant uh, group stuff getting getting out there pretty soon um we do not have anyone to do anything for Almari dominion yet so if you're an ad character uh as unless you have ep stuff we don't have a lot going out for you at the moment um but we do for ebonheart pact as of right now we do pledges night where you come out we get together in our team speak we just do a bunch of pledges both silver and gold uh and as of right now, and I'm going to keep trying this, but this day may fluctuate a little bit, is um, Craglorn Night, which is where we go out. We just pick a direction in Craglorn, or if you need something cleared in Craglorn, come on out. We had quite a few people, even some people from outside the guild uh, came with. So, I mean, anyone listening to this can obviously come with. We're more the merrier. We have fun doing it. Uh, just hop on into our team speak get a group with us and we'll 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 work for it from there and that's on thursday nights um i guess i should give times uh pledge night is at 7 30 p.m eastern time on tuesday and craglorn is tentatively set every thursday for 7 p.m eastern uh it may fluctuate just a little bit based on my availability because obviously um you know with with the little nordling and stuff like that I don't have necessarily a possibility all the time to to run it every every week on Thursday, but I will ch- if I can't make it Thursday, I'll try to do it either Friday or Saturday. Uh, those are my fallback days. Um, so yeah, that's what we do. Uh, you can reach out to me in game. That's at Agelos A G G E L O S for an invite to the guild. Actually, you could pretty much message anyone in the guild if you know people who are in the guild. Um, Avi Optimal. Uh, Kilted Piper, anyone like that, and uh, we'll, we can get you an invite in there because anyone can invite. Um, and that is about it for this week. Uh, do not forget um, the next episode of Dungeon Crawler Network Podcast will be available. We're go- we're going to record it 
the tenth, but I had to work. So we're gonna try recording it this Friday, so that'll be out as well. So just find out what we're doing over at at Dungeon Crawler Network. All right, guys, it's uh, the end of the show. It was a kind of short show this week, but uh, we didn't have a lot of news, but we did have a good topic, and I'm really kind of curious to see what people think about it. Uh, so let's go ahead and go around and tell people where they can find you, uh, both in-game, outside, if you uh, if you have that information, and uh, give us your final thoughts for the show. Uh, Avi, why don't you go ahead and go first? All right, yeah, it was a really good show. Always fun talking about talking some uh, console talk. Uh, if you want to find me socially, you can always follow me at on Twitter at Avi Optimal. I'm pretty active there, and uh, in game at Avi Optimal. You can pretty much find me everywhere at Avi Optimal. So yeah, very nice, uh, Setsua. Uh, yeah, you can mostly find me on um, PlayStation under um, Setsua25. I'm very much open to anyone contacting me. I don't mind at all. I do reply to messages actually very fast um, because of the PlayStation app. I, whenever I have internet connection, I just pull it up and um, reply to somebody. Um, you can also find me on my Twitter, which is also under Setsua25. And I've had a lot of fun on the show today, and it was great getting my voice out there about console, and hopefully um, it gets changed a little bit. Right. Well, thank you so much for showing up on the show again, man. We really enjoyed having you, and I uh, I know I messaged you earlier this week. I kind of got to you early this week, which was a good thing, not yeah. five <laughs> minutes before the show starts going, hey, I need you. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I was watching stuff this week, and I was like, you know, I really want to have Setsuo on here because I want that console uh, perspective. Um, because of all the things I've been hearing and all of that, I really wanted to hear, you know, is it that bad or is it, you know, is it just fluff? But, you know, it, it is it is pretty bad out there for console people. And I, I do feel bad, especially being an MMO and being social. I mean, look at us at uh, Dungeon Crawler. This is a, a network for us and we have a nice community of people that follow us and, and things of that nature we like to interact with. Um, I mean, my goodness, one of the main reasons I've stuck with ESO uh, besides the fact that I love the lore, is the community behind it, the the followers we have and whatnot, and kind of giving me encouragement if I get discouraged with the course of the game. People are like, hey, don't worry about it. You got us. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. I do got you guys. And that's one of the best part about an MMO is the friendships you make throughout it where you log in. And it's not so much, can I beat the boss? It's, can I beat it with my friends? And that's why I love MMOs so much. Um, so definitely community in this game is the best part of the entire thing. Um, I do want to thank everyone for, uh, coming out. You can find me on Twitter at Agelos, A-G-G-E-L-O-S underscore W-O-F. That's my personal Twitter. Uh, be sure to follow us at Dungeon Crawl Net. Um, I'm always posting under that because it's what I do. Um, and you can find me in-game at Agelos, A-G-G-E-L-O-S again. That's my name. On the forums, that's my name. You can find me out there. Uh, so, yeah, feel free to message me if you have anything. Um, have any questions, et cetera, et cetera. I know I get quite a few questions on Twitter. Uh, I do appreciate those. Uh, feel free to send us an email as well. Last week we had quite a few emails, and that was awesome. This week we had none, um, which was not so awesome, but still... 
get them out there. We enjoy answering them. All right, guys. Thank you so much for coming on, and I hope everyone enjoyed this episode. Have a great evening, everybody. You just listened to another episode of Tales of Tamriel, a Dungeon Crawler Network production. If you want to get involved, please be sure to check out our website at www.dungeoncrawlernetwork.com. Please be sure to follow us on our social media and YouTube channels. We can be found on Twitch at twitch.tv slash dungeoncrawlernetwork, on Twitter at dungeoncrawlnet, and at Tales of Tamriel and on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tales of Tamriel podcast. Thank you for listening, and we hope to see you next time.